Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Herpes infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. What's going on? We're doom scrolling. So, hey, I know a lot of people are big fans of the movie Roadhouse Mm -hmm. uh, with Patrick Swayze. I will be honest. It wasn't my favorite thing as a kid. I have not tried to watch it as an adult. Um... I'm not trying to argue with like the popular because I know people love it. Uh, and they love it so much. As a matter of fact, it is being remade. They're remaking Roadhouse with a guy that I actually like quite a bit. But it seems to be a little bit polarizing. Jake Gyllenhaal, the actor, <laughs> working on a remake of Patrick Swayze's 1989 action flick, Roadhouse. On Friday night, Gyllenhaal spotted shooting scenes at an actual UFC event, flexing some very oh, yeah, impressive muscles. Jake yeah. taking the stage for the I didn't know that's why he was there. With his co-star UFC yeah. fighter, Jay Haran. We've seen Jake do this before. He was in the movie Southpaw in 2015. So I guess the guy that he went into the ring with was another guy that's going to be in they the They filmed movie. a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah I saw Because I just clip. saw, like, Jake Gyllenhaal, I, some sort of clickbait it's funny, thing. funny, it was like this. He did what the fighters do when they yeah. raise their hand, yeah. and then and they did the weigh in. And so everything. he did it. But when they just went to the film, they're like Jake Gyllenhaal. He was with Connor in mm-hmm. the stands watching it. Uh, yeah, and he did the hand like this, and he started laughing. Okay, like, okay. Yeah, yeah I like saw... I, you know, I'm I'm not really gonna fight. You know, because if right. you see like you know Connor McGregor in the stands a lot of times, or Mike Tyson or whatever, mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, they'll knock that dude out. Gyllenhaal did that, and then Connor started laughing at okay. him, and they started laughing. Uh, he seems like a good guy. Gyllenhaal? Yeah. I like Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I've always liked him. Uh, you know, one of those rare child actors who grew up and continued what to be successful. Kid? I don't know that. He was in like City Slickers and some other he things. Was? Just, yeah, because I think we're about the same age. So when I would see him and stuff, uh, I just kind of remember thinking that he was basically the kid my age. Honestly, uh, I don't remember City that. Slickers is the only thing that comes to mind. So maybe he played the son in that. He was Billy Crystal's son. And then I, his sister came around later. She might have been in stuff as a kid too, but I didn't. I didn't start seeing her and stuff until the two thousands. I don't think. Uh, so anyway, a remake of Roadhouse with Jake Gyllenhaal. But there's when I looked it up, and I think you heard uh, what's his face say it there too. There's no uh, release date yet that I can find. Tucker Carlson has been uh, causing a little bit of controversy the last couple nights. So he's been sent some exclusive footage from inside the Capitol on January sixth. People are saying that it was sent to him by the oh, House wow. Speaker. Uh, anyway, just looking up Jake Gyllenhaal, sorry not to go back. It says he does play Billy Crystal's kids. His parents didn't allow him to be in the Mighty Ducks, or else he would have been in that. Oh, interesting. Uh, but they allowed he was him allowed to, be- to appear in his father's films several times. So that was it. He was in his father's films. Did his father make uh, uh, City Slickers? 
Mm. I didn't know his dad was a director. Mm-mm. Maybe he made big stuff, so maybe they're all just Man, a big... Me and him are both Ashkenazi Jews. Well, you know, I remember him saying in an interview, I think it was on Stern, that he was saying, at least at the time, his best friend was Marcus Mumford. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess there was a picture of him Man, that went around... a lot in common. Yeah, I know. There was a picture of him that went around years ago where the two of them were on a ride at Disney World together. I think, I think that's what it was. And uh, Stern was asking about it. And he's like, yeah, you know, we met and we just became really good friends. And now we're like besties. Now, they could have had a falling out since then. That was quite a few years ago. So Tucker Carlson. So is- he was in two movies as a kid, I guess. Okay. And then in 1991, he would have been 11. And then at one of his father's films in 1993. Which was called what? And then A Dangerous Woman. Okay. And then nothing until he was 18 or 19. Okay, so he took some years off he in high school. He was uh, 21 when he did Donnie Darko. Okay, so he kind of took high school off and then yeah, came his back. his parents wouldn't let him, I guess. Because it looks like he could have been in Mighty Ducks when his parents said no. He, I mean, it was, it was a short enough gap that I remember when I saw him, which was probably Donnie Darko, I was like, oh, that's the kid from City Slickers. Like, I knew who he was, mm-hmm. even though he'd kind of grown up. So Tucker Carlson, the last couple of nights, has been talking about January 6th. And saying that it's all been blown out of proportion. He's got this exclusive footage that was allegedly sent to him by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. A lot of footage of, you know, uh, people walking around inside the Capitol. Some footage of a couple of police officers leading people around the Capitol, which we already knew that had happened. There was accusations that cops had basically shown some of the insurrectionists, rioters, whatever, how to get into certain part of the buildings. But Tucker's on this big kick saying that it's all been blown out of proportion and that the January 6th committee was just doing this whole thing as a power grab. I don't know exactly okay. what that means. And that the if there was violence, which I'm like, well, there was violence. We've seen it. We, if someone died, there was a lot of people injured. We, we've seen the violence. They were breaking windows and, and stomping each other. And that one guy, or I guess a couple guys, were hitting someone with that post. There was clearly some violence. Right. But he, he says... That that was probably, if I'm if I'm understanding him right, that that was probably plants. You know, like the federal government put plants in there to try and stir people up, and they were probably the ones. In, in the beginning, it was Antifa, right? Now, right. apparently, it's it's government plants. For the second night in a row, Fox News host Tucker Carlson used his exclusive access to more than forty thousand hours of video from January sixth to create an alternative reality of what many witnessed and experienced on that day. Capitol Hill police, in some cases escorted protesters through the Capitol as if they were giving a tour. In free countries, governments do not lie about protests as a pretext to gain more power. Some Republicans taking issue with how the host framed the violence. I think it's bullshit that it was not just some rowdy, peaceful protest of Boy Scouts. And That's a senator from one, yeah. of, the, one of the Dakotas, Even Republican. without evidence, the federal government had operatives in the crowd to fuel the violence. Capitol Police Chief Tom Manger calling the report, quote, filled with offensive and misleading conclusions about the January 6th attack. It was a mistake, in my view, for Fox News to depict this in a way that's completely at variance with what our chief law enforcement official thinks. Okay, so there's all this talk about it. Now, the White House has said it was shameful, or, you know, that this this coverage of it is shameful. Those Republicans uh, have been speaking out against it. I saw uh, Josh Hawley saying that General that the uh, January sixth committee was uh, deliberately trying to create this impression that most folks that came to the Capitol were terrorists. He says that that's just wrong, and he says that he thinks a lot of this new footage disproves that, and that he thinks it should all be made public so everybody can see all of it. But you heard Mitch McConnell there at the end. Mitch McConnell is not defending it. Mitch McConnell's like, "This is wrong." Right. Obviously, what happened was wrong, and this. this I feel like Mitch McConnell history is at. Odds 
Right. At least within the last couple of years with Trump and these, uh, you know, Tucker Carlson's and, and the such. Right. Well, after the insurrection, he, you know, made that speech right. and said that this was a terrible day. And then and the he backed thing, off a but little then he bit, did, but he, but seemed... he, he didn't want to impeach. Right. Yeah. But... So he was like, he said it. And then a lot of liberals said like, oh, well, good. You said it. But then yeah, he but still didn't seems do like he hasn't set in like, you know, he's got a that little bit of a problem with those guys. Right. So, I mean, you know, he's he's saying that this is He's in a tough not spot, right. man. Yeah, very. I mean, just be. And by the way, that's not me feeling sorry for him at all. He's just a giant asshole, right? And but I also think he's a politician, but a politician in a good sense. He's a politician in a bad sense too. He's a politician in a good sense that he understands why the government matters. Now he's done a horrible job of upholding that, but only to a point to where he feels comfortable. Yeah. Right? Like helping people get elected or not letting uh, judges get through. These types of things, which is terrible, but that's like his game, right? And I think Trump went past him with the, like, you know, uh, the insurrection and all these other things. I think he's like, look, I'm a jackass, but dude, not that far, right? But then people are like, so he gets lumped in with him anyway. Yeah. So he's in a really tough spot to try to call Trump out because he can't really. Because a lot of his supporters are, you know, Trump supporters. Exactly. And I saw well, him say... It's not like Romney, where Romney can just be like, you're an idiot, right? right? Because Romney's never Trying really... to be that kind of right. independent, whatever. He's never really gone that far anyway, except for a couple times when he, you know, ran for president. Yeah. He'd say some stuff, but never as far as these guys no, go. No, 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 no. And he's obviously you know, been... Romney's basically vocal, Biden. Vocal against Trump. Right. So, and then, yeah, McCarthy sitting there... it makes it hard for a lot of guys to go so far against Trump. Right, but you start, you're starting to see more of it now. And those you Republican are, still, senators... Trump is at four, uh, uh, polling at 40%. Well, you see these Republicans who are saying, you know, this is wrong, it's bad. The guy from South Dakota that was in that clip. McCarthy holding up a piece of paper and saying, I want to associate myself entirely with the report from the Capitol Police, which basically said right. that this was a dangerous, whatever, attack. And my whole thing is, if you're trying to say... That look at this. There were some people there who weren't terrorists, or there were some people there who were good people. That's like saying, look, you had a group of four school shooters, and they were all involved. Maybe only two of them pulled the triggers. The other guys were there and didn't pull the triggers. But now we're going to break down the good things about these kids. You know, here, here's things that they did in life that were good. We don't, that's unnecessary. We don't do that when a crime's committed. We've seen the right. footage, and you can say, well, here's footage of them not being so rowdy where they're just walking from one spot to the next. Yeah, well, what'd they do when they got to the next spot? Right. Also, if they were there and they got inside, they had to have been seen what was going on out there with of the course. barricades coming down, the windows being smashed, and they chose to walk in there. Now, you, Basically what you're saying is these people were just stupid. That right. has to be what you're telling That's me. It. If you're saying they're not terrorists and they weren't there to cause any and I have break heard any laws. the Capitol Police say in interviews... That, like, if there was a person, they were walking away from the chamber. So they were worried about people getting close to, right? right. And, yeah. and violence with congressmen, Congress. women, and men, right? Yeah. Congress people? Yeah. Um, but, like, if there was somebody who was walking away from that, they would walk with them. Okay. So that, hey, this person maybe doesn't know oh, where yeah. they're going or they doesn't. So, like, hey, way. you know, we're getting them away from this so that, you know, we can handle this later. But this person's going away from where... We're overly worried about well, yeah. some some violence happening against you know. There was that one famous that one famous video of the guy who looks like he's about to be attacked and he's running right. and he's leading that small mob yes. and they said later he was purposefully yes. leading them away from yes. Congress and where they were being right. you know uh, I guess going underground and being led out of the chambers there. This whole thing it's so odd. It's March eighth of twenty twenty three. 
And just out of the blue, McCarthy, I don't understand McCarthy, McCarthy's motivation here either, but McCarthy's going to send footage to Tucker. Right. And then Tucker's going to sit there and say, let's talk about how January 6th was a big nothing burger and these people were good people and it wasn't a ter- We watched it live. It's not like, I mean, every right. channel had cameras out there, different angles. It. We've seen cell phone video. We've listened to the interviews. I watched the people Hundreds talk, of people talk been arrested. after. Right. And what right? they were saying, putting yeah. their feet up on the desk. Right. If you're saying like, oh, well, they were just breaking and entering, but they weren't there to kill anybody. Okay. But they were still breaking and entering. Right. It's still against the law. Like they, they were just tourists. No, they were being led the no. wrong way. I've no, been to D.C. No, no. I've actually walked through some of those halls yeah. uh, when I was there on vacation. Yep. Never did I jump a fence and just right. <laughs> that's right. Run Come with on, the man. mob that was smashing windows right. to get inside. Give me a break. Uh, there's another shortage. I, this is America post 2020, and that means I feel like since COVID hit, we have all these shortages and supply chain issues, and it happens with a lot of things, but it happens with important things like uh, formula for kids. All of a sudden, we couldn't get formula because we have like one factory here that was making it, and we had. Uh, banned the import of uh, other companies sending them formula. Then we started having all these medical shortages. People can't get their prescriptions in time. There's a lot of generic drugs that are just completely unavailable. And now it's inhalers for people with asthma. Of all things, if you have asthma, I'm guessing that inhaler is your lifeline. And now they're saying, well, albuterol, which I think is probably the most popular inhaler, we're running out of it. So doctors, Lazlo, are literally telling people, Listen, go find your old inhaler or an expired inhaler or whatever and see if you can use that because it might work better than nothing. That's their answer. A nationwide shortage of the asthma drug albuterol is likely to get worse. The supply has been tight since last fall, and now one of the major U.S. manufacturers has shut down as a part of bankruptcy proceedings. Emergency rooms are preparing to see more patients who cannot get those rescue inhalers. And the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology is advising patients to ask their doctors for or alternatives, and if necessary, to use expired inhalers that might still be partially effective. When did, wow. This is all post-COVID stuff in America. Yeah. All these shortages. I can't get my insulin. I'm dying. It just maybe we're just being made more aware of it now. But have you ever used an inhaler? Oh uh, yeah, when I was a kid. When you were a kid, you had to use one. Yeah, I had. I mean, I still have bad allergies. I probably could probably oh, use one allergies. now. Okay. But uh, I just, you know, as you get older, you're like, oh, I just deal with this, right? Whatever when, it is. I was in well, college. Yeah, when I was a kid, for sure. I got bronchitis in college, and it was so bad that, like, even after I got over it, I had lost some lung function, I guess. And when I would try and take a deep breath, a lot of times I would just lose my breath completely. It was almost like God looked down at me and my weird frosted tips and my horrible acne-covered face and my gangly body and said, you know what this kid needs is an inhaler. Why don't we just give him an inhaler? And so then I got an inhaler, and I had to use it for, like, four years. You were supposed to die. That's true. I beat that. Right, but the medical... you yeah, know, God actually said, look at this kid, right. let's get rid of him. Yeah. Right. yeah, I had scarlet fever. God was like, don't let him be born. Your dad wanted to abort you. That was his first thing. Yeah. Then I got And then you were born and you had scarlet fever, skin cancer, yeah. asthma, whatever. Like, yeah. you should have been dead at yeah. seven, but, yeah. you know, modern medicine kept you alive. So here you are. By there the I way, am. I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Well, my science teacher used to say the same thing. Yeah, I'm grateful that... In front of the class. That... Modern medicine kept you alive. It used to say, Reed, you were supposed to be dead. Yeah, You true. wouldn't have made it. And even if you hadn't died from scarlet fever or skin cancer like you're yeah. supposed to, uh, you wouldn't have made the journey to wherever the hell no, we were going or survived the winter. No, of I'm course. Like, okay, I got it. You barely it. survived winter now and you I got know, a house. True. That's, that's very true. All right, we'll take a break. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. Doom scroll, baby. 
All right, do you remember the uh, school shooting in Michigan, Ethan Crumbly? This yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is the kid who his parents had supposedly helped him buy the gun. Yeah. Um, he killed a few kids and injured a few more. I think he might have killed four kids. And the football player stopped him. Yeah, he got yeah. killed. Um, you know, labeled him a hero. It looks like uh, rightfully so. Right. And there was a lot of weird stuff with the parents, like text messages, because the kid at one point had gotten caught looking up stuff at school. I think he was looking up ammunition and stuff like that. And then the school alerted the parents and the mom's reaction. Supposedly she texted him like, LOL, you know, you need to be more careful and not get caught there. His parents just didn't seem very worried about his behavior at all. So now Michigan and the courts of Michigan are trying to decide whether or not the parents can be charged because prosecutors are like, we want to charge them. They want to charge them with manslaughter. Okay. So the court has to decide whether or not this can go forward. This morning, a Michigan appeals court weighing whether unprecedented charges against the parents of Michigan school shooter Ethan Crumbly can continue to trial. The case is the first of its kind. James and Jennifer Crumbly are charged with four counts each of involuntary manslaughter. Prosecutors say gross negligence makes them at least partially responsible for their son Ethan's November 2021 rampage when he killed four classmates and injured seven others, including a teacher. Prosecutors allege the Crumblies bought the weapon then 15-year-old Ethan used to carry out the massacre with Ethan's money, even though prosecutors say he displayed obvious mental health issues, allegedly having hallucinations a month before the shooting. Mm. They say in the weeks prior, the school reported to the parents Ethan was searching ammunition in class, mm. to which Jennifer Crumbly allegedly texted her son, LOL, you have to learn not to get caught. So you're biting on the gun, you're texting LOL to stuff like that. It does seem a little odd. Yeah, I guess so, but you still don't know he's going to shoot up to school. I, so, mean, I think it's odd for sure, but they say, in this country, is it that odd? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. Um, they said the appeals court, they told the appeals court that the extreme drawings and the boys' fascination with guns should have been a wake-up call on the day of the yeah, shooting. A three-judge panel heard arguments in this groundbreaking case that could send James and Jennifer Crumbly to prison if they're eventually convicted of involuntary manslaughter for the acts of Ethan Crumbly at Oxford High School. So it says, charging the parents of a shooter is rare, and frankly, it should be. This is an assistant prosecutor in Oakland County. It should be reserved for an egregious set of circumstances and an extreme set of facts. So apparently they think this one is an egregious set of circumstances and an egregious set of facts. We often say when we hear stories about gun violence, who owned that gun? How did the person get that gun? And in this case, it's more, they helped him buy a gun, but I don't know if that was illegal. So, right. But they're alleging that they knew he was mentally unwell. Right. And then their reaction to things like him looking up ammunition, that did seem a little I'm odd. with you. I mean, I but believe is that they should be, but in, in this country. Right. Is that manslaughter? I, I feel like, you know, they're allowed to do that. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't understand. Hey, uh, cocaine bear, you have a meth gator, right? Yeah. And now you have... Cocaine cat. This, Ooh, wild, this wild cat, I think it's called like an Amory. Is that okay. what they call him? Amiri cat. Um, this is in the Cincinnati area, and uh, they, they picked this thing up, and they said, oh, this, this cat's been exposed to cocaine. Exotic cat is recovering at the Cincinnati Zoo after testing positive for cocaine. Oh, officials man. received reports of the cat hanging from a tree in Oakley. Hanging officials were tree. able to retrieve the animal, bring it to the Cincinnati Animal Care, where it was tested for drugs. CAC medical team discovering the cat. I don't know. Tested positive for cocaine exposure. 
The exotic animal was transferred to Cincinnati Zoo for further care and supervision. Like, is it acting oddly and so they test animals for drugs? Mm. Are they testing it for medication and then they find out that there's other drugs in its system? And what does exposed to cocaine mean? That it wasn't blowing lines, but it well, was, it was yeah, near I mean, it? I must say that. It got it on its face. Have you heard the story about Joe Mixon? Uh, yeah. It's weird, right? So, so we got into a fight, right? So there, and then yesterday or something, there were some gunshots that came from his house. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. quite the story. So Joe Mixon, uh, the story I heard is that there's teenagers and they're having a Nerf battle uh, near, or around, or in his yard, right? And so they're having this Nerf battle, mm-hmm. and someone comes outside and starts firing a gun. I, I assume it's to you know try and scare these kids away. I haven't seen anything that says that it was Joe Mixon, but obviously the news is interested because they think it could be Joe Mixon who actually was the one doing the shooting. And that, I, I right. think that's what they're trying to investigate. And that's what we know so far that, once again, seven rounds were shot because uh, they were playing Nerf Wars and apparently went into uh, one of the neighbor's yards back here and that neighbor opened fire. A teen was hurt, but is expected to recover. You know, I understand if perhaps they were, you know, encroaching onto a neighbor's yard, uh, absolutely tell them to get out of the yard, but to fire rounds in the dark at teenagers that are playing a game is very scary. Uh, By the way, Joe Mixon is a running back for the Bengals. I should have Mm -hmm. said that earlier. I thought I did. Uh, So to me, and I'm looking at updates right now. There's one from two hours ago. I mean, all of it looks like, Apparently they released a 911 call a little while ago. I haven't heard that. 911 audio released from shooting outside Joe Mixon's house. But all of this to me looks like they're trying to investigate who was the shooter. Who was the well, one just that came from his house, gun. right? So how do they right. know? Exactly. He might not have even been there. Could right. have been someone else there. So it kind of seems like to me that's what they're trying to figure out. Uh, the news always needs a good true crime story to cover. And with Alec Murdoch being convicted, there's been a lot of follow-up like, what's Buster doing now? Uh, here's another juror sitting down for an interview. I saw this morning... Law and Crime, that streaming service, you know, oh, it's like a yeah. cable channel. That lawyer that did Cops, what's, yeah. what was the other Cops show called? Uh, Live Law PD. and Crime. Yeah, Law and Crime. Live PD. The guy who did that show. Law he, and Crime is like a really popular YouTube thing. Yeah, right? and I think that guy from Live PD started I think uh, so Law too. and Crime. Yeah. And Dan Abrams? Dan Abrams, yeah, that sounds right. Mm. So he started it, and, you know, it's kind of like Court TV. You can watch a lot mm-hmm. of the same stuff mm-hmm. on there. As far as I know, it's all online. And, uh, I saw that they did an interview with one of the jurors, and this morning, that long crime video had a one and a half million views already. Yeah, that's really popular. Who is sitting around? Well, you know what? I know. You. I know, because my girlfriend's sister, I know, watched some of that. I'm like, how are you not? Look, he got convicted. He went to prison. It was an interesting You're gonna story. You're going to watch it. No, I'm, I'm not interested. You will. I'm not. I, look, man, I'm really into true crime. You But will. I'm done with the Alec Murdoch thing. You Unless will. something else happens, I don't need an update on what Buster is doing right now. Snowcone might. I like to think Snowcone's more of an Idaho murder guy. I am more of an That's Idaho That's more his speed. Guy. So if he goes to, uh, when he goes to trial, you'll be interested to hear from those jurors. I will be. But right now, it seems like one of the true crime stories that the national media is following is this guy who I told you about off the air a little bit yesterday, Lazo. He was traveling for business, went to Baton Rouge. He's at a bar with some buddies or coworkers or something. Yeah. Then they don't see him after that. Most of them go home. The next day, this guy doesn't show up to meet with clients. His name's Nathan Millard. So they're like, where is he? He's missing. So they go looking for him, can't find him. Then they find him, his body, wrapped in a rug, thrown into a parking lot behind what looked to me like an old abandoned grocery store hmm. next to a dumpster. So the police, that was yesterday. Hey, Not how you want to go. No, this guy was found wrapped in a rug. Today, the police come out, and they say, listen, there's no indication of foul play. Yeah. 
What? Huh? We just wrapped himself in a rug. What the hell does that mean? It's the outcome no one wanted to see. 42-year-old Nathan Millard of Covington, Georgia, found dead. His body discovered wrapped inside a rug and plastic on the side of the road early Monday morning. Millard, who was in Baton Rouge on a business trip, disappeared on February 23rd. He was at a bar called Happy's across from his hotel around 10.30 on the night of the 22nd, but never showed up to meet with a client the following morning. We don't have any indication that they there was any foul play yeah. involved. What? The fact that he was wrapped in a rug? Like he went, what do you mean there's no indication? Now, they said when I read the article that when the coroner looked over. You never got drunk him, and wrapped yourself in a rug? Never. Well, and ended up dead in a parking lot? No, well, no, not dead, but I mean, it could happen. Right. So you're saying, like, maybe I could have been drunk. I got cold. I found a yeah. rug. I was going to take a nap behind the grocery store because I'm lost. I'm like, man, yeah, I don't sure. live here. I don't know how to get back to the exactly. hotel. So maybe that's what happened. It Story sounds is to old me like. Time. The coroner has been, you know, coroner did their autopsy on him and said there was no indication of like a beating, a strangulation, no gunshots. So I guess that's what they're saying is right now they don't have any indications of foul play because they don't see that he was hurt in any way. He's just dead, wrapped in rug. But now, within the last hour or so, I started seeing these articles. This one's from 20 minutes ago. Apparently there's new video, which I haven't seen yet. Of this guy, who, by the way, is a father of five. He's from Georgia. And they've got new video of him walking around this bar area with a mystery man. It says that after man. he left Happy Irish's pub, apparently he was cut off for having too much to drink mm. at that place. The video shows the late father accompanied by an unidentified man who keeps falling over, with officials not specifying if it was the same man that Millard was pictured with at his hotel later that day. The encounter occurred before Millard refused uh, help from a Greyhound bus security guard and went missing, with police finding his body rolled up in a carpet two weeks later mm. in an empty lot. Baton Rouge police say they do not suspect foul play, yeah. but that they do believe someone dumped Millard's body in the lot. Yeah. That's not foul play, though? No. Dumping someone's body? He was having gay sex. Okay, so, but that's not foul play to dump him in a lot? Well, I think, to... you know, you're not allowed to do that, but they're saying, right. you know, he died of natural causes. Okay, so he was too drunk. Yeah, maybe had, he, having he, some gay sex, had a heart attack, something like that. Maybe he did one of those. Uh, what's the thing where you sniff? Oh, whip the, it. Yeah, whip it. Maybe no, no. Right. What? Where's the thing where you sniff oh, the right. uh, yeah, VCR yeah. head cleaner? You know, a popper. A, a popper. popper. Yeah, maybe he did a couple poppers. But isn't it a charge for like improper disposal, disposal of the body? body yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. that's not foul play. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Right? Okay. Imagine, so, you know, there's probably somebody who's going to get in trouble. Yeah. They're saying he didn't murder they him. They maybe already have the guy. Well, it says the new video shows Millard, 42, walking with an unidentified man prior to his death. This is according to the Baton Rouge police. The new video adds to the police's timeline of Millard's disappearance, which starts with him visiting Baton Rouge to stake out a prospective gig for his Conyers-based construction company. He had gone to a Louisiana State University basketball game on February 22nd. He later visited the Irish pub with a client leaving at 11.30 p.m. That's where he got cut off for having drank too much. Right. Then there's video of him walking around. I think this could be potentially the next... You know, true crime mystery You're that the National Press it? follows. I don't know. What do you think? Snowcone, does it have what it takes? He got, he, they found his body but two weeks later. they saying no foul play, then no. Yeah, but, you but know, there's the mystery, mystery is how, right? you know, how do you get wrapped up in a carpet? And what was he doing? Boy. He's a father of five. What was he doing down He's there? He's having gay sex. I'm right. convinced the Lazo's there. I think he nailed it. Me too. I, yeah. I mean, if they've seen with these guys. The guy freaked out, wrapped him up, and dumped him. Right. So, and then how did he die? Heart attack. Just yeah, a heart, heart attack. attack. Just died of a heart attack. Drank too much and then had a heart attack. Yeah. Maybe had a heart attack during during a sexual encounter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, mystery solved. There you go. I guess that's not our next big story. The Church of Laszlo. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.